frequency of heaven I want to be. Good morning and welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. God bless you. May God keep you. I'm so excited today to share with you a message that um, I think has been a long time in coming. You know, the title of this podcast is The Frequency of Heaven. And once in a while, I'll, I'll really feel like the Lord kind of draws my heart to try to understand the actual frequencies that God is doing. So what I want to talk about today, we're going to start over here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And there's an incredible passage, an incredible passage to encourage you. Um, and I want to give you the main verse here, and then we're going to kind of go back up to the top. But it says in verse 12, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. Now, what I love about this verse is they're talking about the frequency of heaven, talking about love, is I want to teach you that when God comes, he brings a frequency. And because it says in 1 John 4, 7, God is love, we know that when God shows up, when God is really in the room, there's going to be love in the room. And the cool thing here is Paul is praying. Now, if you know the context of 1 Thessalonians, Paul is praying this powerful message uh, because he started this church but had to leave quickly because there was a riot to Acts 17. You can read the first few verses of Acts 17, see the story of how they planted this church. And so he has to leave. And he's concerned with the pagan temples and the corrupt government and all the darkness going on around them that there is a very good chance the church in Thessalonica has become corrupted and they're not doing well. So he sends Timothy to go check them out. But Timothy comes back with a message saying they're doing really good. It's very interesting. This book is very simple. And uh, we actually had to translate this from Greek into English. Of all the New Testament books, my teacher picked, my advanced Greek teacher picked First Thessalonians for our whole class. We had to translate it because the Greek is good, but it's, it's not super verbose. It's not got a lot of run-on sentences. It's good Greek, but, but it's also very simple. In, in this book, he, he basically is going to say, are you staying pure? And are you loving one another? I mean, when the apostle is sending Timothy in there to see how are they doing? Are they living according to God's word? Do they have the spirit? He wants to, are you pure and, and free from all the immorality that would have been in that pagan city? And are you loving one another? And I love how he prays here in verse 12. He's, he doesn't ask the Lord to help them love one another. Melanie has an aunt that one time I heard her talking about prayer. And she says, don't ask God to help something. Ask him to do it. <laughs> and I love that. That's kind of what Paul doesn't say, may the Lord help you love one another. He says, may the Lord make or cause your love to increase. Uh, speaking of Melanie's family, I've told this story before, I think in a podcast, but it, it came back to me, you know, I was telling Melanie this yesterday, I was going to share this story in the podcast, and she reminded me this actually was one of her family members up in Michigan. I thought it was just some folks her family knew, but no, actually, there's a, some family members she had uh, up in Michigan, they've been married for over 40 years. And we're thinking about getting a divorce. And I don't know the whole story, but the that the man went to his pastor and the pastor said, okay, before you do anything, for one month, 
I want you to ask God to give you love in your heart for your wife. And, you know, he didn't really think that would do a whole lot. But he's like, well, man, if that's all I have to do. But he did. And so for a month, he, he consistently daily ask God to pour love into his heart. You see, love, see, when God comes, he brings a frequency. And, and that frequency carries love. And so as he began to pray this, now think about if you wanted patience in your life. Should you pray for patience? Well, you could, but isn't love patient? If you wanted kindness in your life, if you wanted to keep no record of wrongs, if you wanted to persevere and, and hope, you could pray for all those things separately, but listen, if you pray for love, if you read 1 Corinthians 13, love does all of that. There's 15 things it lists there that love will do. So it's, it's kind of like when you pray for God to pour love in your heart, you're praying for a whole bunch of stuff. You're praying for the presence of Jesus because God is love. And so this man did that, and sure enough, by I think even before the month was over, he began to feel love, have love, and God began to reorientate his mind and heart because we get empty, we get low. This life sucks the love out of us, but God comes with his power, with his might, and he brings love. And so this verse is awesome. It doesn't say, God, help me love. It says, God, make your love increase. Now watch this doesn't say just increase. All of us need to increase. But then it says overflow. Now, you got a person out here in the church at Thessalonica. They're, they're running at about 90% love. They're doing pretty good. Got this person over here. They're like running on 10% love. They're not doing very good. But this prayer is basically going to increase their love. Not, not just 10, 20%. God, for this person, it's 10% uh, struggle. I mean, they're, they only have 10% love in their heart. They are really cranky. They're, they're bent out of shape. Life has been hard lately. This person over here, life's pretty good. I mean, a little bit of prayer and worship and they're filled up with the love of God. They're running at 90%. This prayer that Paul prays for the church, it covers everybody because he says, let the love increase and overflow. So whether you got 10%, this prayer is praying for God to come with 90%. If you have 90%, this prayer is causing, you know, praying for God to make your heart get filled up 10% more plus whatever it takes to overflow. So God, no matter where you are, beloved, God is, is sending apostolic prayers out through Paul to this church. And he, he needs to send these kind of prayers. We need to pray this prayer. That we would pray over our church, over our families. God, would you increase it and make it, Lord, make it overflow. Now, notice what he says here, verse 13. When this happens, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father and Lord Jesus Christ. So when love increases, now this is what I'm talking about frequency for a little bit. So when love comes, we know that patience comes. When love comes, we know that, um, you know, the Bible says love does not boast. It's not proud. So when love comes, humility comes. Uh, the Bible says love is not selfish. First uh, Corinthians 13 says love is not selfish. It is not easily angered. So when you pray, God, make love increase, you're praying all these things. But in particular, in this passage, there there is two things there's a blameless. When love comes, we're not beating ourselves up about the past because we're so in love with Jesus and we trust the blood has covered it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're blameless. You know, people can point their finger at it. We're blameless. We're innocent. 
And no matter what we've done, if we've brought it to Jesus, we're innocent. And there's a holiness that comes with the love. Now, when we think about love increasing and love overflowing, and it leads to a blameless life, a holy life, well, what happens when we're low on love? Could it do the opposite? Could we be beating ourselves up for things? Could we be tempted by unholiness? Do you see the power of love? (laughs) Maybe we should call this podcast The Power of Love. You know, whenever I think of that song, I think of Marty McFly on his skateboard and Back to the Future 1 riding behind a truck on his way to school. It's the power of love. Isn't that a great song, an old song, The Power of Love? And love is so powerful. Because it's, it's, there's a frequency. Now, I'm studying frequencies today. Now, think about this for a minute. You and I can hear as humans from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. But dogs can hear from about 67 uh, hertz to 45,000 hertz. So they can hear. When, when a frequency gets up to a really high-pitched sound of 20,000 hertz, you and I basically, after that, we can't hear it. From 20,000 all the way to 45, dogs can. That's why they make dog whistles to train dogs. And um, the the higher frequencies for dogs, they found certain ones work a little bit better to really try to... um, train them. They don't necessarily hurt the dog's ears, but they do, uh, they can be annoying. You have to have actual good training and know what you're doing with the whistle uh, to get the dogs to do what they want to do. But there can be frequencies going on right now that certain animals hear that other people don't hear. Do you know it's the same thing with the love of God? It actually says in Ephesians 3, Paul prays another prayer about love. In fact, several books, Paul prays for love to increase. Now think about first, uh, Ephesians 3. He says that we would um, be able to know and be able to grasp how high and wide and long and deep the love of God is. In other words, God's love's everywhere. It's high, it's wide, it's long, it's everywhere. The prayer isn't that God's love would come from heaven. The prayer is that we could hear it. There's a frequent, when God made this earth, you know, it says in, in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, you know? And God is everywhere. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent and he he's everywhere and he's moving and he's working. He is spirit. I'm out here. I'm actually sitting in the CAC parking lot looking over the park and I see all these beautiful trees. I can see down in the park a little bit. There's some flowers over here in a flower bed. God's made all this. His love is being broadcast. You know, the fact that Jesus died on the cross is being broadcast if we'll, if we'll share that message. But when God is broadcasting his his creation, if you will tune into it, there's a frequency. It's love. He made this world for us. When God broadcast his uh, redemption in the plan and everything through the Old Testament to get Jesus to us, it's his love. God put us in families and not every family is, is, is loving and, and providing. But look at how the genius of God, we're not just born in a, you know, from a test tube in a laboratory. We're born and we have a mom, we have a dad. 
and God gives us love. So God's doing all these things to, to broadcast his love. Now, it says there in Ephesians 3 that his love is high, is wide, it's long, and it's deep. The problem isn't that God's love exists. That's not the problem. The problem is that sometimes we are not in tune with it, that this is going forth and there's a frequency and we need to, we need to begin to ask the Lord to make his love real to us, to make his love increase and overflow. Let me give you another interesting thing I was watching this morning on frequencies. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Back in around 2000, German scientists were doing tests on bats. In they're actually in Bulgaria. They caught some bats and they were trying to understand the um, radar ability that bats have. So you know bats, they, they send out a frequency and then if things bounce back, they can tell if there's an object in their way. And, you know, it, it, this video was about how bat, it had a nighttime um, camera caught a bat swooping down into a calm pond and just ba- and it's pitch dark. But bats can see in the dark because they send out a frequency. The frequency comes back. This bat came down and just lapped up just a little bit of water. I mean, it barely, like that bat knew exactly the where that pond was based on sending out a frequency and the frequency came back. And so they captured some of these bats, bats and took them back to the lab and they started doing tests on them. And one of the most amazing things, in fact, they think they discovered something where they have empirical evidence of something that maybe had not um, been known before. But what they discovered was they took bats uh, that had just been born and, and they kind of grew them in a lab. They had never been outside. They'd never hunted outside. They'd never flown outside. They'd never used echolocation to swoop down and just barely get a drink of water. And they set up this environment. And, and what they discovered is even though these bats have never been out in nature, they'd never uh, flown over water, sent out a frequency, had it bounce back, and then they could tell. Because, you know, if you send a frequency at a certain angle to asphalt or a rough terrain, it bounces back at a different volume and it bounces back at a different angle. So this bat, and we made these diagrams, but the bat can tell that that is most likely water or it's something very smooth like water based on how the frequency comes back. Well, what they discovered was even these bats that had never been out in nature, never had an opportunity to fly over water, they had the ability to tell, and it showed them, and they would go down um, on this this um, uh, this man-made environment and try to get water. They, they were sending out a frequency bouncing back, but they, they never done that in, in in God's creation before. They and so they think that they discovered the very first time that a mammal has shown an innate, like a God given, a God design. Of course, the I'm not sure these were Christians. They might say they they evolved that way, but it gave incredible evidence. God made these animals who've never used frequencies in that kind of environment to know using a frequency that that is water. Are you thirsty? Okay, then go get some water. These guys have figured out that, that an animal that, that absolutely has to have water to survive 
is born with a God-implanted ability to find water. And it didn't learn from its parents. There's something in there, beloved, in God's perfect design. You know, we're talking about bats, which most of those things are like you know, these nasty, disease-carrying creatures. But I believe the same is true. We are made in the image of God is love. We're made in his image. We need love. And we're going to go find it somewhere. You know, someone grows up and, and they don't know loving parents. They don't know loving home. And they end up getting involved in this, get involved in that. We'll, we'll chase money. We'll chase success. We'll chase love in all the wrong places. We are hardwired. We know we need love. And what was what was interesting in this false environment they created, they had a piece of flat steel set up. It was created to simulate a pond. It was very flat, very smooth, and they made it in such a way where they're and and sure enough, this this baby bat, and actually the adults would do it too, they would come down and the frequency would bounce off this particular kind of steel the same way it would water. That bat swooped down and it tried to get a drink of water and then found out, oh, that's just a hard surface. There was something innate in, in designed in it. It knew what it needed, but it didn't have eyes to actually see. that. That's not pond water. That's just something, it's, it's a fake environment. And you know, we need the Lord to give us wisdom. Because, you know, we, we can find love in, in marriage. We can find love through Christian family. We can find love in the Word of God. We can find love in prayer and worship. There are good things God has brought into this world to pour out His love in our heart. Ultimately, our relationship with Jesus, it's the real deal. He's living water, right? John seven thirty eight. He's bread of life. It says in John 6, 34 and 5. He's the one that satisfies. He's, and we need it and we know it and we seek it. And you know, when you get closer to God, if you will just try to get closer to him, now you can be like the family Melanie had up in Michigan and literally pray for God to fill your heart with love and you do it consistently. And all these extra benefits, will, patience will come. Uh, um, strength will come. Hope will come because love is all those things. But even if you just Try daily to get closer to God. God is love. He is carrying the frequency that we need because that's who he is. Now, I want to go back here to 1 Thessalonians. Actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up with this verse in John. I've been thinking about this verse. Go, go to John chapter 1. I remember one day Melanie was studying something and... um. And she brought this verse to me. It's like, oh man, I, I hadn't really noticed that verse before. Watch this. John chapter one, verse four. Uh, let's read verse three. This is the gospel of John. Through him, through Christ, all things were made. He made us. He designed us. And we need love. And we have an innate desire. And, and we're going to search out love just like a bat was made to find water. And uh, we have the tools and the resources to find, to find God's love. We, we have to, we have to kind of dial in some things to find him. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Verse four, in Christ was life. And that life was the light of men. Watch this, verse five. The light, Jesus, shines in the darkness. His light, his love, his goodness shines into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. 
it says in the ESV version. Do you know this love of God that goes forth, this frequency that carries love pushes back the darkness. Now you can use a dog whistle with a super high frequency and, and you can drive a dog nuts and, and, and get him to run away. A really high frequency can be used to get an ant, can scare an animal and, and cause him to run away. God's, when God's presence comes and God's love, he brings his love and that frequency, it literally pushes Satan back. Do you know that verse I was talking about in a sermon a while back? In um, Psalm 91, 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The reason that that verse is so powerful of getting into God's presence, abiding in his shadow. If you're going to abide in God's shadow, where is his shadow? It's right next to him. It means you're staying, you are right next to God. You are pressing in, you're praying, you're worshiping, you're reading your Bible, you're, you're keeping your heart pure. You're saying no to things of the flesh. You're making time for God, not getting distracted. You're abiding in the shadow. Now the rest of that Psalm talks about all the ways God protects you. How does he protect you when you get in his shadow? When you abide there, why? Because his, part of it is his loving presence. His love comes into you. You know what? When God's love is in your heart, you're way less likely to get offended. You're way less likely to be looking at something, doing something, saying something you shouldn't. You're filled up with his love. You're, you're way less easily tempted when his love is, is abide, when you're abiding in that love. It pushes back the dark and it allows you to live and fulfill your destiny. I just want to teach you today that God loves you. I want to teach you to pray daily. First Thessalonians 3, 12, that God, that God would make love increase and overflow. That, you know, you can be a carrier of the love of God. Picture a little child, they... They just made the last out in the baseball game and their team lost and they're beating themselves up. What's a good father do? They go up to them and say, you know, life's a lot bigger than a baseball game. I'm really proud of you. I saw you catch that fly ball. I the father begins to point out all the good things and the father says, you know what? You're still my son, my daughter, even if you get the last out. You know, we'll get them next time. Let's go get some ice cream. And what does the love of a parent do? It pushes back the dark. God's love does that in you and God's love can do that through you with around other people. So I don't know, but I think praying what Paul prayed over the Thessalonians is pretty good. God, would you come right now for all of us listening? And God, we humble ourselves. We always think it takes the, you know, I got to go take a college course. I, I got to do this. I got to fast for 40 days. God, maybe we just need to pray simple little prayers. God, would you make your love increase and overflow in my heart today? And we need to stay on that and let your frequency come in our heart, your frequency love, and let your frequency push out the dark. Hallelujah, that people could look at us and know there's something alive in us, something beautiful. It's Jesus and his love. God, I pray for the listeners today to open, heart their, open wide their heart to the gospel and to get filled up with this love. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for Jesus. And Lord, anytime we get weary and heavy laden, bring us back to the cross as it, in a demonstrative way, it announces how high and wide and long and deep your love is to us. How much you love us, God, that you died on that cross. Thank you, Jesus. 
In your name we pray. Amen. Have an awesome week, beloved. I want to be on the frequency of heaven. I want to be on the frequency of Christ.